Ten dollars boxes, a box of chocolates Would I know to stay away? What's said? Ten dollars boxes, a box of chocolates Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe That means I have half a mind to stay Good evening. It's Pandora's Lunchbox and WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. My name's Mike, and this is Pandora's Lunchbox. Did I just say that? It still is. It's been, con- it continues to be that, even as we speak, a show about food and culture on WCBN. And today on the show, even though I am unilingual, I love languages and I love food. Food speaks to me. I speak to food. We have great conversations. It's kind of lonely sometimes, but that's why I'm here with you so we can share this experience together. Now, I don't speak any language other than English, but there are some wonderful songs that are in other languages about food, and I can relate to that very well. Now, in Swedish, did you know that melon is pronounced melon? Very exciting, isn't it? Well, we'll get more exciting than that in a moment, but this, this, see, this brings to mind melons and, and blue moons and things, you know. I heard that um, recently there's a theory that Earth's moon was created by the collision of two moons. This is a recent theory that they're, they're working on now. And the belief is that possibly two moons that were very different from each other collided. There was a time before we were all born that there were two moons circling the Earth. They collided. And that's why the two sides of the moon have very different characteristics. So with that in mind, if one of those moons was perhaps a blue moon, and perhaps it was a Swedish blue moon, where am I going with this? We could imagine somebody singing a version of blue moon with parodic lyrics, not erotic, parodic lyrics in Swedish, and it might go a little something like this. I want you all to sing along in Swedish. Thank you. Thank you. Vetenskapen har nått fram till de finesser som är det primära. Hur fungerar vi och vad sker det för processer när människor blir kära? Hur uppstår vällustplagan och hur håller den i tukt? Vad händer själva lågan i mitt fall? Blod en frukt Melon Jag såg dig äta Melon I skymningsdiset På bron Det var en märklig vision Melon Jag kunde höra dig Snyfta När jag med händerna lyfta Just hade avböjt en klyfta Men hur det var så fick jag ner en tugga Att glädja dig i görligaste mån Mot vattnets skal och kärnor fridfullt dugga Och fördes bort av den diskreta ån En kyss Och sista skalet det föll Och äktenskapet det höll Minns han en märklig melon Melon 
It's always good to let out a good sigh after a recording and a performance, isn't it? Especially if you're singing in Swedish. That is the wonderful late, not wonderfully late, but wonderful and sadly late, Povel Rommel. He passed away in his 80s sometime in the last five years. He's kind of like the Swedish Spike Jones meets the Swedish uh, Tom Lehrer. Think perhaps if the Spike Jones and the Tom Lear of Sweden were two moons and they collided, you might get Povel Rommel, and it might sing songs taking lyrics from Blue Moon, turning him to Swedish, and, well, you get the idea. That was Melon, which is Swedish for, of all things, Melon, which is spelled the same way. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. I'm still Mike. Doesn't take long, does it? Now, we're going to hear some more songs in non-English tongues about food, and we will eat them with our tongues, as a matter of fact. Some of the fun of hearing these songs about food in other languages that I do not speak, because I am, as I mentioned before, woefully unilingual, is the mystery of trying to understand what they're really about. And you can look up translations now. Anybody can do it. But the question is, are the translations going to really reflect what the poetry of the song is about. Well, there's a group called Tarika from Madagascar, that wonderful, diverse, beautiful island off of the coast of Africa, nonetheless, of course, a part of Africa, naturally. And they have a song called Voandalana, which translates as Fruit of the Trip, Fruit of the Trip. And it's written by a songwriter by the name of Levelo. And according to the folks in Tarika, his lyrics are full of very strong plays on words, proverbs, and true illustrations. They are very beautiful. And the description here is a very beautiful and very complex song, which they had a difficult time translating it. It was almost impossible. A lot of the words he uses are part of the disappearing culture of Madagascar. The song exactly represents the style of music and life of her own tribe, the Marina. That's the lead singer. I'm going to read some of the lyrics to you, and it's still a mystery even after you hear the lyrics, and which I think is a wonderful thing. Ours is a proper seed produced by the red dust. It grows and grows to enter the red bloodstream. It's not holakazo or voatapia or ketapotsi or delicious bononoka or, or sorry, or delicious bononoka with peanut. It's not guavaya, guayava, sorry, perhaps that's guava or Soharin Dandy or Bokana, but only made up of songs to be listened to. All the songs that the Malagasy used to sing, we will play them until they echo. It's not for your stomach. Those who are hungry can chew wind, because lyrics can be the food for a resting mind. Lots of thoughts. Let the prophet tell you the little that we know. My brain is tired and needs to be sung a song. La luna ni cana capita para allá 
beautiful yeah that's tarika and they're from madagascar and that is a song about many many things that are beyond my reach of understanding but i sure do enjoy the flavors of it this is pandora's lunchbox it's 20 minutes to seven coming up at seven arbel will help us to face the music it's the summer in ann arbor and just a few mentions thing uh, mentions of things uh things are shifting and changing in ann arbor because it is the summer for instance uh Selma Cafe, if you go over there on the west side of town, it's closed this week, and I believe it's going to be closed for a few weeks. But meanwhile, Angelo's is open again after closing for the entire month of July. Angelo's does that every single year. It says, July, <laughs> goodbye. And they do it, and it works, and they're happy, so there you go. Um, as for pierogi, a guy who's into pierogi, that's the technical term for it, uh, I talked to a woman on the show who was bringing pierogies to Mark's Carts behind Downtown Home and Garden in Ann Arbor. My understanding is that she will no longer be at the Ann Arbor location, but will be at the Detroit Eastern Market. So we'll have to find out more about Mark's Carts. Well, now back to some songs about food in non-English languages and about food stories in non-English-speaking countries that know many things more than I. How about the pear king? If you could have a king that was shaped like a pear, what would that be like? Well, there's a book called In the Court of the Pear King, French Culture and the Rise of Realism by Sandy Petrie. And this is interesting. There's a synopsis of the book that says this. The period 1830 to 1832 witnessed a remarkable series of cultural and political milestones in France. We don't really have time to cover all those in a half hour, but in 1830, a revolution overturned one monarchy only to replace it with another. In 1831, Charles Philippon's caricature of Louis Philippe, the new monarch, as a pair, achieved extraordinary popularity. Drawn on walls from one end of France to the other, the pair caricature became a national obsession obsessed with pears. 
In Wikipedia, in fact, you can see a famous 1831 caricature of the monarch Louis-Philippe turning into a pear over the course of four frames, which says here mirrors the deterioration of his popularity. And Charles Philippon, the first person who did the pear caricature, was put in jail for it, because it's illegal to deal with pears, folks. Now, speaking of pears, you know, pears can be made into wine. In fact, the ancient Romans considered pear wine one of their favorite beverages, and the French, in fact, consumed large quantities of pear wine in the 1500s. And if you have a winemaker, maybe you want to sing a song about it, huh? In Spanish? From Cuba? Maybe? This is a song from an album called El Cha-Cha-Cha de Cuba, a song about cha-cha... Hello. This is an album featuring cha-cha-chas of many kinds. And one of them has a translation, and again, I found this translation on the web, and it's something that is continuing to be a mystery to me, and I think I like that much better. This is an attempt at a translation that I find. Always at his house are the grocer and the cha-cha-cha. Go to the corner and you'll see him, and in a friendly way he will assist you. Go now, run over there, the grocer, the one with the money, you will find him on the other side of the counter, helpful and service-oriented. The grocer... What? Hey, grocer, what's going on? Why so happy? I think it's the result of what's in style. In the store, the dance goes like this. With beans, there is potato here, the new rhythm of the cha-cha-cha. He drinks chocolate. He pays what he owes. Wow. So El Bodeguero. I saw another translation that that means a winemaker. So what does it all mean? I believe it means something like this.
Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was a fine cha-cha-cha, in fact. Um, El, Bo- El Bodeguero from Orchestra Aragon. and to whistle along with, Mike. Whistle, you like whistling along with it? Whistling, I was... I was whistling along with that, Mike. Thanks for playing it. You're welcome. Yes, that is a cha-cha-cha about various translations suggested that this could be about a winemaker. And towards the end, they're singing over and over again, he drinks chocolate, he pays what he owes. Sounds like a good way to live life, I would say. Well, this is Pandora's Lunchbox. I'm still Mike. Not much can be done about that. But nonetheless, speaking of pears, okay, my last name is Perini, not Perini, but... Um, there was a time in, I don't know when it was the 80s or 90s, when there were mailings going around suggesting to you that if you pay a certain amount of money, then they would provide you with your, your very own coat of arms from your family. And my coat of arms apparently had pears on it. Get it? pear eeny. Um, really. Oddly enough, we were not impressed or, and we did not spend the money, but we were somewhat amused. Anyway, there should be more songs about cannelloni, speaking of nothing in particular. Cannelloni, the lovely pasta. They're rectangular pasta sheets. They're rolled into a cylinder shape. You put in a filling. After a pasta sheet's been boiled, it's filled with a savory stuffing, which may include ricotta cheese or spinach, various kinds of meat, covered in a sauce, maybe a classic tomato sauce. But perhaps more importantly, the American composer Peter Schickele has called for an uncooked cannelloni tube, which he calls a pastaphone, to be used as a musical instrument, played in the manner of a horn, in works by the fictional composer P.D.Q. Bach. I don't know if this call has been answered, but uh, there is a song about cannelloni by an Italian fellow by the name of Giorgio Conte. Now, I'm familiar with Paolo Conte. I've heard him sing before. This apparently is his kid brother. goes a little something like this. Voglio cannelloni per me, si per me. Un pochino te darò, si per te. Triste la tua dieta, quasi tutto esclude. Quanti sacrifici Dopo muscadini per me, sì per me Non per lei davvero che lei proprio non può Forse ponte bene una carota ed un po' di riso in bianco Ma rigorosamente senza burro e senza sale Ora un po' di torta per me, sì per me a lei porti un tazzo di carcane Triste la tua dieta al ristorante Mentre mangio come un elefante Tu hai finta di niente Triste la tua dieta Quasi tutto esclude Quanti benefici però Porti pure due caffè Quelli sì Ne può bere amari finché vuoi Per mandar giù la carota e il riso Quello senza burro e senza sale E senza un poco di allegria la tua dieta al ristorante mentre mangio come un elefante tu fai finta di niente senza un poco di 
alegria foi lá dopo a casa minha. al ristorante mentre mangio come un elefante tu fai finta e niente senza un poco di allegria quella dopo a casa mia quella dopo a casa mia Oh, I didn't see that chord coming. Wow. That was Giorgio Conte and Cannelloni. Yes, we need more songs about Cannelloni on this show and in general. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. I'm still Mike. Eight minutes to seven. Yeah. Arwolf is going to help us face the music in, in just a few minutes. Meanwhile, talk of the fruit durian. The fruit durian, in fact. A beautiful fruit or otherwise, according to who you speak to. Durian is widely revered as the king of fruits in the Southeast Asian countries, according to a website called Nutrition and You. It's native to Brunei, Indonesia, and Malaysia. There are 30 known species, but only nine of them have been identified as producing edible fruits. And this will be something that people who have tried it may find interesting. Durian is a seasonal fruit. The season lasts typically from June till August, so that's about now. Now, the fruit is distinctive for its large size, unique odor, and formidable thorn-covered husk. It can reach up to 12 inches long and 6 inches in diameter, weighs 2 to 7 pounds. It varies from round to oblong. The color of the husk is green to brown. It's got spikes on it and its flesh has creamy yellow to saffron color, depending on the species. Speaking to different, to different folks about the durian fruit, I, my understanding is that you cannot take it on a bus in Malaysia because it's so spiky, and if you, well, you, you, you drop it and, and the bus lurches into somebody, you may end up with a spiky passenger, and that could hurt. Now, this is key for those who have eaten it that I've spoken to. The edible flesh emits a distinctive odor, which can be described as strong and penetrating even when the husk is intact. This unusual stinky flavor and intense odor of the fruit have prompted many people to express diverse and peculiar opinions, ranging from deep appreciation to intense disgust. That's WCB in a nutshell right there. Our opinions range from deep appreciation to intense disgust. We're, we're like one big durian fruit, all spiky and, and creamy on the inside. And it depends on your perspective. I know someone who had some and described it as kind of being like rancid onions. So that's not a fruit I would eat. But nonetheless, where do flavors come from? Where do different cultures come up with their ideas about food? What can you say about that? Now, you know, I know somebody from Australia who said they hated root beer, so you never know. So we're going to listen to a song about durian. These are some very happy kids singing about durian. Sing along, would you?
and pictures of kids on YouTube singing about durian and holding it very carefully by the ends because it's very spiky and kind of heavy looking. Well, durian fruit is a good source of vitamin C and many B-complex groups of vitamins, including... uh, including vitamin B1 and vitamin B6, and it's got riboflavin and niacin and manganese and copper and potassium. Maybe that's why people eat it. And if you eat it all your life, maybe you don't have a Western conception of it. But there you go. Durian fruit and a song about durian. Durian, in fact, can be used, cooked as a vegetable in a variety of dishes. There's a fish cooked in a durian-based sauce that's traditional in the Sumatran islands of Indonesia. And it's also used in ice cream, milkshakes, yule logs, and cappuccino, which may blow the minds of people, again, who find their flavor kind of hard to deal with. But to those who enjoy it, they enjoy it. Well, this has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike for a while now. You're listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. May the pear king shine upon you from your shelves or your balconies or wherever pears are hanging in your house. But in the meantime, we're going to wrap things up with another song by that that dapper Swedish fella, Mr. Povel Rommel. We heard earlier a song about a melon, which is Swedish for, of all things, melon, to the tune of Blue Moon with some very witty Swedish lyrics, I'll bet. This one is going to be Bananer, which is Swedish for, of all things, banana. It's a parody of the song Min Soldat, which I'm sure is extremely funny as well. And his introduction at the beginning of this will probably give you a better idea of what it's about if you speak Swedish. Let's go out with Pavel Rommel, and this is Bananer. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, and we go a little something like this. Talk it, man. Medan vi inne på fruktavdelningen så skulle jag vilja testa er på en grej här. Jag undrar ifall ni kan hänga med på logiken, den mycket märkliga logiken i den här visan. Eh, som en liten ledtråd kan jag säga att det är knappast jag gjorde själv. Jag kan inte lova dig bananer av guld. Jag kan inte lova dig en framtid så höld. Men det ska jag lova dig så länge jag finns här i Jämmerdalen. Jag kan inte lova dig en silverne bil. Palatser och gröna skogar mil efter mil. Men det ska jag lova dig så länge jag finns. Du har fått mig galen. Min älskade säger ja. Och hela världen blir ditt smörgåsvård. Jag ger dig allt jag har Vill säga det är mitt hedersord När allt kommer kring så är jag fattig och le Jag kan inte lova dig ens A, B och C Men det ska jag lova dig så länge jag finns Wait, 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 what happened to that clapping? Wait a minute. Oh, oh, there's some more clapping. That's good. Thank you, Mike Perini. And a marvelous show tonight. Always nice to come coasting in here after uh, 
uh, workity work work working at the University of Michigan and coming down here on Thursday nights right after Mike Perini and Pandora's Lunchbox. Good evening. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor, 88.3 megahertz. It's 7 o'clock, and this next hour is called Face the Music. The music in question, well, I've got a lot of rinky-dink foxtrots and lovable, stupid dance band music for you and some other things, including I will be fulfilling a request from last week for some uh, vintage Danny Kaye among other things. But I'd like to start with Bert Lown and his Hotel Biltmore Orchestra. I've been threatening the uh, my um, colleagues around here at WCBN with this all week by email. I've been warning them. Bert Lown's Biltmore Hotel Orchestra is now here. And we'll start with their version of something that you've uh, probably heard the Modified Modified Starch Ensemble perform now and again at CBN Functions. Uh, this is one of the uh, the very first songs ever recorded that has a uh, an X-rated title. This is the Jazz Me Blues. 